As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Benji from Skin Dread. Big up Elan B's podcast. Hear this. You know what? One thing I know. That's not Mepple. That's not Mepple. That's not Mepple. You're the podcast. That's not Mepple. That's not Mepple. That's not Mepple. You're the podcast. I choose one that's doing it now. Elan B's am I running it now. So put your arms in the air. Let them know that you're up. And we bring the metal news and you know we don't stop. But tell them that's not Mepple. That's not Mepple. Step up, Beezer, and let the people them know what I'm going in at the Evan Meckle world right now. Go on, Mick, tell them. Tell them. Go on. Go on, son. Hello, everybody. Welcome to That's Not Metal Extra. I'm Bees, and coming up on today's show, Mr. Stephen Hill will be talking to Abe Cunningham and Frank Delgado of Deftones. Now, we recently recorded a special over at That's Not Metal.net where you can subscribe and get all of our very best premium podcasts. Of course, over 100 hours of podcasts available over there for our subscribers. And uh, we recently recorded a special on Deftones where we went in and out of every single release that they've put out. They're entire story profiles on each of the band members um and it uh it came to our attention while putting it together that now steve and i were both unanimous in our praise for their latest record gore um but it's not always a shared view so um yeah i'm very interested to hear what steve's got to say to frank and abe coming up later on in the show now on today's show we were going to be revealing our live show dates and ticket details, but I have to say, I feel like an absolute bag of ass. I've been bedridden since pretty much straight after we recorded the podcast the other day. Actually, you'll know when we got to Album Club, I was like, come on, man, let's just get through this. I'm dying. Uh, yeah, I've spent most of the last couple of days in bed. So thank you for your patience with the YouTube channel. It's not had a lot go up there, but what has got up there is my uh my what's in my bag special where i look at all of the vinyl purchases i've made in april and give you some recommendations and a, a little look at how important it is to support the things you love i spoke about mastodon on there uh there was something way left of center that a lot of you are digging um yeah go and check it out it's on youtube.com forward slash that's not metal podcast also so that's not metal.net is another place, as I mentioned earlier on, that's where you get all of our subscriber specials. If you subscribe for £3 a month or £17 a year, you get instant access to all of our specials. So you get over 100 hours of podcasts straight away as soon as you sign up. And uh, our latest special is on Let Live. It was, um, it was a heartbreaker to record in the direct aftermath of them splitting up. 
We also learned that a whole bunch of you guys were like, I'd never really bothered with Let Live, and they're fucking amazing, and now I'm never going to get to see them. See? This is why listen to us. We will serve you well. But yeah, there is a full two-hour-plus special on the career of Let Live, uh, available now at That's Not Metal.net, as well as all of the other specials we've done. We've done in-depth specials on the likes of Deftones, and Slipknot, and Metallica, and Black Sabbath, and Machine Head. There are charts, including Steve and I talking about our top 20 albums of all time. Someone the other day was raving that they had never bothered with Rocket from the Crypt before and uh, they've been blasting that so yeah, all of our, all of our very best podcasts are available at that'snotmetal.net. This week's show, coming up this Friday, we're still awaiting the Linkin Park record so we might have to wait until next week to review that, but we will definitely be looking at the new album from Papa Roach we'll be do it dissecting all of this week's news, um, including Iron Maiden being part of one of the most bizarre court cases I've heard of in a long, long time. It, uh, it's rare that you'll get sympathy for Iron Maiden on this show from Steve or myself, but yeah, they deserve a lot of sympathy on that one. But that's to be discussed on Friday, and uh, our album club comes from Neurosis and their album Times of Grace. So uh, yeah, plenty to be stoked on on this week's That's Not Metal. Make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify, where we are now available on your mobile phone. Now, here we go. You are about to hear a very flustered Stephen Hill uh, because he is sitting with a couple of his heroes here speaking to Abe Cunningham and Frank Delgado from Deftones. They discuss their new record, Gore, as well as some other more controversial stuff. And, uh, yeah, Steve disputes the million-dollar question that we have raised before on this podcast, but you'll hear that in this interview. Here it is. All right, this is That's Not Metal Extra, and I'm I'm delighted. To, I'm sat in the Deftones dressing room and it is as magical as I always imagined it would be from magical. the many photos I've seen and I'm with Abe and Frank from the band how you doing guys hello, you right? Steve you're doing great it's hello, hello. rather celestial in here if you know it is it's I mean I've seen these pictures of uh your rehearsal rooms from many years over the years of right. the kind of the skate ramps <laughs> and the the sort of Metallica worship thing that you used to have a little bit and uh the 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 carpets and stuff and it's it says it reminds me of of that of all the things that I used to see. I feel like I'm stepping into my childhood. Like I, w- uh, I will say, dream. a lot of this is Ali Pally's. Ali Pally kind of moved in real okay. quick yeah. today, but yeah, we yeah. have a few things we bring in. Um, the skateboard ramp is gone. That's <laughs> right, for sure. Okay. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Chino's uh, currently um, uh, hobbling after an He's accident. Um, yeah. So it, obviously, send my get well soon wishes for, sure. for him um how what happened with that because obviously that happened uh like recently and you had to cancel the show how's yeah. he doing and how did that all come about he's doing really well actually um he fractured the top of his foot i want to say uh yeah. it's not really a full break or anything but uh he's been getting on with this kind of orthopedic boot and uh it takes the pressure off the front of the foot and he, he's been rocking and having a really good time and it's actually allowed us to play some songs that we probably wouldn't have pulled out, you know what I mean? Just for yeah, the man. sake of mm. not, uh, you know, making him have to jump around or whatever. You right, know what right. I mean? so. Kind of worked out nice. We had these uh, two nights in Paris the other night. Uh-huh. So, of course, you know, we played the first set the first night, and then uh, you can't play the... Well, I suppose you could, but you shouldn't play the exact same set. So, yeah. second night in the same town. So, we ended up uh, really switching stuff out. And, and so, it's been great, man. You know, he's... Uh, he had just a misjudgment sure. you know, on a dark, dark... Very festival stage, yeah. yeah. Okay, right, fair enough. Um, the one that, what I wanted to talk to you guys about is it's kind of, usually when I do these interviews, it's a promotional thing 
when the album has just come out. We've obviously lived with Gore for a year now, and it feels like kind of critically and in terms of its sales, it's been a really big success for you guys. Like how a year on do you feel about the record, kind of playing the songs and listening back to it, like and where it sits in your back yeah. catalog? It feels really good. Um, it seems a lot longer, but we were actually on a really long break this holiday season. Um, like the longest break yeah, we've had nearly in five, almost five months we were yeah. off man it's like what and which was nice and kind of i guess you could say much needed but um the shows and the tours for this record have been really good you know i think at this point of our career we're just a little bit smarter and a little more efficient how we tour and um you can feel it you know what i mean yeah and, and it's kind of interesting like we still we still make albums and do have album cycles but i don't think we we don't really live in that realm anymore of yeah. you know, i mean because because yeah because i mean it, for us it could be the cycle could go as long or as short as we want you know whereas before it was it was much more you know things have changed and the way that the business is these days too but yeah, we live course. in a fortunately we, we sort of live in a different realm so we're still playing these songs adding songs we've never played from the record still yep. on this little run so it's just uh it's nice you know it's nice uh even paced it's good too because we're not killing ourselves out there like month to month to month nearly not yeah <laughs> nearly not we're breaking things yeah. breaking bones and stuff but no i'm being funny um but to be able to you know be in this cycle still and playing ali pally i mean look at this place you know what i mean it's like it's a good feeling yeah it's great yeah but as terms of the actual the sound of the record and what i mean when we reviewed the record initially on the podcast um you know we were really kind of as we tend to be with you guys, quite gushing about it. I'm not going to lie. And um, what I love about it is it's ideas from various points that I've sort of heard in your back catalogue that have been um, expanded upon. Sure. And like, you know, like all of your records always feel like you take a kind of an idea that you've toyed with and expanded it to yeah. a completely different point. Like with this one particularly, I mean, I, I thought I heard bits that m might have been touched upon on Saturday mm -hmm. Night Wrist that were taken to yeah. the absolute, you know, stretched as far as they could yeah. possibly be stretched. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, I think that's part of being in a band is like figuring out how to write a song and then and capture a feeling and, and a, some evoke some sort of emotion within it. And, and that's just the learning process of being in a band and making records and getting better at it. You know what I mean? And it's always going to feel like a, th a throwback to something we've done because it's us, obviously. Yeah. But we're going to be pulling on those strings at times, not probably intentionally, but those sounds and feelings will come, ar come around. But maybe this time around, we'll be able to approach it in a different way and kind of maybe a more efficient way or maybe not. Maybe it'll drive us crazy and we'll just keep running into the ground until something happens. But that's the fun part about being in a band is like trying to solve those little puzzles you create for yourself. You know what I mean? And, mm. and, and once you have it and you feel good about it, you're like, Oh, all right. Yeah. We can move on to the next idea. Maybe now, you know, it's like, it's weird. It's like, it's, 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 it's never a grueling time to make records, but it's, we, 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 we want it to be good. And sometimes that takes time. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, of course. And, um, Kind of coming off the back of it, I mean, I know this is probably not at the forethought of your minds at the moment in how or where you will go to approach to kind of follow up Gore, but it always feels as well with you guys that whatever you do, there's the kind of yin and yang of um, would do, if I think from White Pony to the self-titled, like massive sort of, not just creative, but stylistic leap between those two records. Um, is there anything that you've done on gore that you now want to kind of deliberately 
not do and go in a different direction on the next record? Have you guys kind of thought about where you might go next? No, I mean, there's not there's not <laughs> okay. been any talk really. I mean, I, of course, I know that we just we recently resigned our record deal, so we, we're going to make another record um, at some point, you know. But like I said, even before, like we're still kind of just adding shows onto this thing a bit here, taking some nice breaks. Um, I think the goal is to maybe even we we talked about trying to maybe just write a couple songs and even maybe put out a, a small EP or even just a single, man. I mean, and, and when I mean a single, I don't mean like a smash hit single, but I mean like, yeah. a, you know, just a, a, a B side, a, a side, B side, mm -hmm. maybe a seven inch. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of ideas going around, but uh, it's just a nice, nice, you know, but we're still playing these shows too. So um, we have not really talked too much about, no. but we do. I mean, I guess that's bullshit. We do talk a lot. I mean, we, we throw around ideas, yeah. but they usually don't stick until we get together and make a plan to like, let's join forces and meet up and, you know, get together wherever, wherever that may be and start jamming. And usually that's when it starts happening. We start figuring out what's going to go. And it's, there's never been a time where we say, uh, we don't want to do that or we want to go this way. It's just kind of like what's coming out. Yeah. How do you mold it? Okay. There's it's always juices bubbling, though. I mean, even, the, you know, like right now, just, just jamming, you know, even a sound check, there's little, there's little bubbling broth, you mm. know, on a pot, you know, so it's like there's always a little something going on. But Okay. Because the thing is, like, I guess the story in the media after the kind of aftermath of Gore coming out was uh, the Steph kind of going, nah, you know, I didn't feel like I was entirely present like in parts of it. And I actually spoke to him about it afterwards and he feels like he was like, I want to just sort of go, that's not what we said. And, and I felt like he was sort of, he seemed like he was kind of annoyed that he was misrepresented in that. But like how... Was that frustrating for you guys? That that kind yeah, of like overshadowed it. That's always, part of being. A, that's part of being in a band, man. Yeah. That dude was was very present, physically. He was there, hour and a half early every single day. Never, you know. But he was going through some things. You know, some things like we all have. It'll be all do. It's part of being a band. You know, part of being human and being in a band with four of the guys. You know what I mean? And, and you hope to always fire on, on all the time on yeah, all single cylinders. You're all on the same page that yeah. day. That it doesn't morning. always happen, man. It doesn't always happen. Yeah. And, and I think that makes a better story. Oh, Stefan and Chino. Chino, they're yeah, fighting they're again. Battling. Well, <laughs> that I makes mean, a great story for the magazine. There's some fucking but fights. Like, don't get me. No, but yeah, but it's there's a, always something. Mm. It's like, it's just normal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that was pretty bad for him to be represented that way. Like, yeah. he wasn't present. You know what I mean? He we, was always present. It's just like, Maybe if it's just we would, we were in the studio a bit longer, it would have you who, you know it's just the story gets spun a certain yeah. way. You know what I mean? I felt like people were putting two and two together, getting five. They were yeah. hearing like yeah. one kind of um, one kind of small quote taken out of context, sure. listening to the record, which you know right. is is not the most metal record. And yeah, I know, well, and they think they weird. think of Stefan as being the they metal think, guy. Yeah, and if yeah, the record's guy. not kind of comes off that way, but he's written the most. Pussiest songs of ours. He wrote Mascara, I mean? like, right? Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, you know, that's entuned. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like funny. Like, so, but that's what people expect and think of him. He's a big teddy bear, man. You know, so. But the uh, better story is, yeah, he wasn't present, and him and Sheena are fighting. He was in Cancun. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just. Yeah, it's just, it's part of being in a band. Yeah, man. yeah. It is. After a lot, after a long time too. You know, almost nearly thirty years of, of playing mm. music together. You know, but. uh the goal is to be happy. The goal is to have fun, and it generally is is fun, you know. And that's and the 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 amount of fun far outweighs the amount of bullshit oh God, that we yeah. go through. I mean, you know, man. I mean, uh, so <laughs> it's fun, but it's not always easy, man. And it it shouldn't always be easy. You got to. That's you know, why. You, yeah. That's why we try and make records that we're really happy with, and somehow 
those fans and people they enjoy them too. This know? record's also a point of contention for a lot of people. Two people love it, people hate it, people like it for different reasons. That's always been sort of the case though too. But uh, yeah, this record's a trip. Yeah, it really well, is. that was something else I was gonna sort of mention because I said at the start like I, I reviewed the album for Metal Hammer. We gave it a really great review on this podcast as well. I've since gone back. I thought was that just me because I've spoken to a few people who were like, "Oh no, I don't really like blah 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 blah," and I wonder if that is the psyche of a metal fan because Gore to me is not really a metal record. In fact, I was going to say to you, Frank, I think in a lot of ways, like I listened to it and I was like, "This feels very much like Frank had." Or like a kind of conductor's role in <laughs> cool. in in this record, and right. I, I thought you, you like the, the what you brought to that album was, you know, in comparison with something like Adrenaline, which I know you weren't sure. on Adrenaline, sure. but th there's a much more tangible sense of you being sure. on that record yeah, than there are for like thing a for metal me. thing. Yeah, but I think going back to the metal comments, like we don't even think like that. Like we, you know, we're we're not running around saying we're a metal band. You know what I mean? We're saying. Mm -hmm. We just we make rock records, you know, and we and we want to make really good rock, rock records, you know what I mean? And whatever influences we bring into that, it's not going to matter, you know what I mean? It's I don't know. It's just one of those things when um, it's hard to put us into something, I guess. And even we know that, you know what I mean? It's hard to do it ourselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, uh, the other thing I was going to say, I think um, I spoke to you before on the phone once, Abe, and I think I got a little bit heated because. I started, I think I might have started ranting at you a little bit going, you should be bigger than Lincoln Park and bloody blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I think, uh, which is quite unprofessional of me, so I'm going to try not to repeat that now. But um, having seen you guys at Wembley before uh, last year, having, having you here at Alexandra Palace, it feels to me like you guys have finally cemented yourself as a band who play arenas in this country. Now, you know, I've seen you guys at the, the forum and at the garage and that at was Brixton. That's okay. And you seem like, you know, there's been a journey of the different venues have kind of gone up yeah. and down that you've played throughout your career. <clears throat> Do you feel like you're now, I don't want to use the word comfortable because I don't think comfortable is the right word to use, but do you feel like you're now, yes, yeah, cemented as a band of this size? No, I mean, I, I, I tell you this much. I mean, I think there is a bit of comfort only in the fact that, that with age and not to be an old guy hobbling around with a walker, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, I, I'm never comfortable. I'm just me personally. I'm never comfortable. I don't think we are as a band, but um, there is a little something, a bit of gratification and just finally trusting everyone and, and really everyone being kind of like, whoa, this is cool. We already know this is cool, but I mean, to be at a point in our career at this point to, to still be able to come Cause it's been up and down. There's, you know, it always has been, yeah. you know, and that's the proverbial roller coaster ride that you get on, and it's got us up and hey, kid, it's got us ups and downs. Hang on for your <laughs> yeah. dear life, you know, and 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 uh, yeah, we're grateful just to be able to keep coming back, yeah, across man. The so, seas, man, and coming over here and to Europe and the comfort I do find, and what what you I think you're asking is, is I, I notice it amongst us though too, and it's not like we're like fuck yeah, we made it, we got it, because long to to us longevity is is the success. You know, um, but there is just when I look around with amongst ourselves, knowing that, OK, this is pretty damn cool. Let's maintain, you know, it's you never want to be too comfortable, you know. No, no, of course. And we never have been. I mean, so yeah. well, I, I don't think it's even about being kind of artistically comfortable to me. It's about uh, a band getting their dues. Like I listen to 
the music you've made and to me like i think i said to you on the phone when we spoke before it's i think it's a travesty that you guys haven't been able to headline download when i look at some of the bands that have and i go that's mad to me well, that's not us to us that isn't up to <laughs> you i know i know and you i think you've got a much better attitude about it than i have to be perfectly honest because um because I, I just don't really understand it and I get really, it, you know, it, it perplexes me quite a lot. But obviously it's not something that, um, it's not, I've just had a handshake. Um, it's not something that, or it didn't seem like it's something that really enters your thought too much. Is that fair? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I think we're pretty just, we just do what we do, man, you know, and, and there's been times when it's not, there's, it's got an ups and downs once again. But I mean, we just sort of just do our thing, man, you know. For better or for worse. <laughs> for, for the hope, I mean, it is. It's been for the better for the most part. Right. Just mm. trusting our judgment, learning to do that, and yeah. and trusting ourselves, and, and and taking chances, and those have all worked for us in some weird way. Some it's taken a long time, but you finally realize, wow, those decisions we made, or those tours we didn't take, or you know, the things we didn't want to associate ourselves with, they, it ended up working. We're also not assholes. We're hella nice guys yeah. too. So people like, well, they don't do this, or they pull up. Man, you know, we just we, we want to do what makes us feel comfortable, man. That's so pretty much it's and funny. That's it why we would not do things or do things because it has to feel right, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, um, I mean, there was something that Chino said to me actually. You mentioned about doing things and not doing things, and another thing that I think has always been really cool about you guys has been the fact that it's not like when. I don't know if this was particularly a conscious effort for you to distance yourself from, I guess the uh, the school of bands from the sort of the early tw late nineties, early twenty first century, that new metal thing, right. which you were kind of initially thrown in with, and then have obviously transcended uh, by a lot of years. Um, Chino said something about it being called new metal meant that because it's new, one day it's going to be old. And I think obviously we're in that time now where new metal was a moment and yet you guys still feel like a relevant band. Like, you know, I saw, I've seen various <laughs> of the old school new metal bands, if that is even, even is a word, um, play recently. And, and it is to people all my age who, you know, bring out the kind of their t-shirt from 1998 that's kind of faded and, um, does that give you a kind of sense of satisfaction to know that, like, to stick into your guns? Because it must have been difficult to turn down big tours. And yeah, but I mean, it goes back to what I said before. We just we just tried to do things that made us feel good, and, and we were able to sleep at night. You know, for the most part, man, it's important. So, I mean, but it's, I, I never would. It takes a lot of energy to sit and knock shit. I mean, you know what? That was I know that that was a great, great, great time for so many people, man. I would, and, and why knock it? Fuck it. It's it's a time exactly. and time yeah. and, and space, and it's it happened, and and we and. The, in all honesty, it's like we weren't really knocking it. We were just trying to carve our own thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what, how White Pony happened. It was it was not befriending everyone and, and following this wave that was happening. It was, we're going to go over here and we're going to figure out what we are. And you We know, already and were, we always yeah. were friends with everyone anyways. Yeah. That's the whole thing, you know. But I think we, it has a lot to do with coming from these guys being originally Sacramento guys. And it's like, that's already outside the the uh, L.A. thing, you mm. know, Hollywood rock and roll thing. And it's like, it's just, you're, you're this satellite way over here and you've just always been doing your own thing. yeah That's and that but uh, that allowed us to be ourselves yeah. and and to figure it out without being under the you know especially you know even just being in a big city like like los angeles especially the mecca of you know the, the music business and you know everyone's trying to scout the newest hippest hottest thing yeah. and and we were just able to just kind of 
and we were you know learning learn man yeah so um yeah i mean i wasn't really trying to sort of knock those other bands i was just saying that now they feel like they've kind of uh not really stagnated but they like you don't see new albums um or people wanting to hear new music from like tonight I think there'll be a lot of people that will want to hear songs from Gore, that will want to hear songs from Koino, Yokan. You know, yeah. People will want to hear those songs, whereas I'm not sure that they would for some of those other bands. And um, I think that's a, that's an amazing thing because it's very rare um, for heavy bands or, yeah, heavy bands. It's also very real that you say that. I mean, like, you know, so many people, like, they don't, I get it. You know, it's like, man, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're fortunate and thankful, mainly, mostly thankful that, you know, we were able to, have people that are interested in, in mm. the fact that we put out new stuff you know and, and once again you can't please everybody we certainly you certainly can try you know but at the end of the day do you, do you guys feel like this is something i was going to ask you as well do you feel like you're um you're kind of an inspiration to other but like do you see your kind of influence and in, in inspiration on on other bands because what i've just said about you know you're basically there's not really um any bands from sort of heavy music is fairly especially the type of music that you guys do, is a fairly new genre in a lot of ways. And with the exception of kind of, you know, Black Sabbath and Judas Priest, there's not many bands who are, play heavy music who have had a 20-plus year career. Um, so you're kind of following new ground. Like, there's not really been... The band who made Adrenaline to the band you are now, there's not, for a young band who are like a heavy band releasing their debut record, can kind of look at you guys and go, well, okay, it is possible to to do other things because it's difficult, isn't it? It must be difficult. But to all think. we did was follow the path of Black Sabbath and, and <laughs> yeah. Judas Priest, too, you know, among many others, too. But I mean, that was like, I'm looking at the wall here that, that you know, don't get another stairs, all the, the photos. There's Sabbaths in 74. I mean, you know, Birmingham, both those bands, you know, I mean, like, it's just, that's that's the shit. They laid the blueprint, man. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's new things all the time and, and it's always, it's to me like it's simple it's always great meeting, meeting new people people i mean you know people in bands young bands say hey man you know whatever this and that you you know it's like whoa man because i mean we're still just dudes that play fucking music you know yeah, what i mean and that's like um i think we're we still feel like we're right there yeah i'm I'm, still, I'm a we're, i'm a yeah like oh shit we're still over there look at this you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so it's hard to think of yourself up here <clears throat> when you really feel you're just kind of here yeah. always you know what i mean like i don't know it's weird the band looks like the, they're the roadies. What do they? You guys need to have a look. Stop wearing. You guys look like you're. What are you? Part of the road crew? You're like, yeah. Bands yeah. these days, they don't have any. Fuck you. Yeah, that, fuck they, off. Was that? Did you used to guys used to get that? Because I imagine coming down to play L.A. post kind of uh, Sunset Strip and the kind of post like still yeah. the, the the dregs of the glam scene were they do you remember seeing those yeah i mean especially like at all the 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 weeklies and people looking for you know trying to start bands in the back the, yeah. the classified ads and yeah, yeah. and like we would you know these clubs and and we were so fucking anti and i mean i not an, well yeah it was it was it's just a different time it was a really good timing thing about where you're growing up on and where you're at and and i don't know just the perfect timing for especially these guys coming from sacramento it's like skate kids you know what I mean, mm. and, and and make jamming and making music, and there was less thought about the look. It was just more definitely about the, yeah, the fun, image. You know, there's a lot. Of, I know a lot of dudes in bands still, and they've gone through many phases. There's old photos of them chasing that whatever was popular at the time yeah. on the strip. You know what I mean? Like, do you think you could have done it the way you've done it? Say, if adrenaline came out now, because part of the the thing that I often 
sort of when I reminisce about the 90s, which I'm <laughs> embarrassingly want to I do. Admit, admit it, I just said the same thing a minute ago. There's something, you know, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, and I think, of, you know, bands like Nine Inch Nails and Tall and Ministry and even Raid, like Radiohead getting to sell out huge arenas and playing like headlining these tours and the things that you guys did and the things that Korn did. And, you know, and you look at that and you go, like kind of post Nirvana opened up an entire world for really unique interesting music for to sure. play on MTV especially on, on the, the major the major label boom of, of the yeah. 90s and early 2000 you know, there was when the budgets was you know the record the record industry was still there there were budgets there was no way in hell all these bands that got swooped up at major labels would ever ever had a chance to make an album you know especially with with budget in a killer studio you know even if they didn't use the you know Hopefully, most of them pocketed the budget. You know, use it like they would anyways. <laughs> made this killer record, yeah. but there was it was a great, great, amazing time. There's no way in hell that the that bands would be signed. You know, and and have that opportunity. I hope now. I mean, I'm I'm because I'm that kid that's that created a started a band with his buddies. Yeah, and had a big. And I'm still wide eyed, man. You know, I'm still hopeful. But I that and that's the most amazing feeling too. And I I hope that that's still around for people. I know it's a lot different. It's just different. It's different. That's all it is. I mean, I don't know if we could do what we did now. Mm. I mean, um, we've, we've been able to adapt and, and figured out early on that you have to adapt, you know, especially when we notice things changing. Whoa, you know, like, you know, Oh, the limos haven't come. The limos stopped. Pick us up. There's no more <laughs> labeled dinners. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, downloading. What? You know, I'm kidding, but like, well, yeah. actually, no, I'm not. But, <laughs> but, you, know, you, you have to be able to adapt. But I did, I just, I know that there's so many people making, absolutely amazing killer killer music with everything putting their all into it yeah. with a great way to get it to get it out because they can you can reach yeah. billions of people in a you know in, in a second the old way still works to get in the van yeah. go and play shows man play shows it's like that will end up working eventually if you're good or mm. get really good yeah. that way you do and yeah, yeah I mean, well it's just it's kind of this chat is coming on the back kind of off the back of a week after a band who you know we loved and I know you guys took out on tour Let Live splitting up and to me they were a band I look at that and go they had the thing that all those great bands had that kind of originality and yeah. it feels like they've split up due to kind of a lack of media or a lack of people being interested in it and that kind of I was like wow that's uh, depressing that's a depressing thing that bands can't kind of afford to be able to yeah. take the time and energy to actually write an album like you guys did with around the fur or white pony you know what i mean yeah no that's that's it's a different thing there's so many people are swinging all these different uh you know maintaining a job and taking time off to go on tour you know and uh, you know it's a dedication man it's not it's not easy man not at all and uh yeah, you, you you know i i wish the best for everyone i just got to you got to stay strong and mm. and enjoy who you do it with you yeah. know and have some fucking fun, man. Yeah. And I guess, like... I can say fuck, right? You can say whatever you like. Okay, cool. You can say whatever you like, yeah. Um, and, like, I guess your kind of single-minded attitude that we've kind of mentioned before and just doing the things you want to do. I've heard a rumor about when White Pony was being made that you guys were fined a million dollars. The next record. It? Really? Self-titled, yeah. White Pony. Was yeah, it White Pony? self-titled yep so you we said we would turn a record in in a certain amount of time it right wasn't. and we actually signed and said oh yeah we got this man yeah we oh yeah man we, we got, got this. this yeah man go fuck yourself we got this and then so that's that's because oh, yeah. i'd heard that through the grapevine i didn't i always wondered if that to me is like do you want to make 
the perfect record or do you want a mini? Like, do you want an album that stands the stands test of time? We or thought we were rappers. <laughs> we had bands. So that is true. Wow, that is, um, oh, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, they off, you know, they said, you know, there's actually clauses in in, in most, all record deals for yeah. the most part that say you know you have you you, you see people get in the, in the grind and do it without having to be you know to them to exercise their their clause but you're supposed to turn a record in by a certain time and you know yeah and white um, pony took us a little bit of time and yeah so they dark day well yeah so i doing that again i think mm. it was just kind of keep momentum going we also had a bit of a i mean that was the first taste of any sort of like yeah, radio success that we had had you know what's funny uh, is they didn't really pay attention to us before white pony it wasn't until white pony actually did something and they're like oh wow let's wow. try and do that again in a yeah, faster I mean, the time. interesting thing about our, those first three records man yeah. we wrote them recorded them mixed them mastered handed the master tapes into the label without any input ever at all no one you know? ever came around and uh you know, i mean they were like you know but they were yeah just go do your shit you boys have fun and then after that, it got, but also the, and at the same time, the, the, the industry was yes, going, exactly. you know, like changing. <laughs> so, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got like two, two more, two more questions. Okay. The first one is this, um, for the future of you guys. Yes. I mean, how, how much do you kind of think about how much longer, like we kind of touched on earlier, like going forward in terms of being like, there isn't really a band that you can look at and go, oh, well, there's the blueprint for the sort of thing that we did or well, there are a couple, but, um, in terms of the same lineup that hasn't changed over a number of years um and you know you being these friends from school like there's i can't really think of many bands that have had that level of longevity uh do you know where the end point is and do you ever kind of think about where that might be or how that might come about you know what i'm thinking about right now okay how the fuck to end be quiet and drive i've been fucking that one up the past <laughs> i played that song thousands and thousands there's no ending on the record <laughs> right, we have a yeah, live yeah. ending of it yeah which i do this thing that i can't for the life of me remember for the last three weeks so that's what's on my that's mind for real though that's okay what he's it's thinking. a disaster it's like, yeah i think it's pretty like i'm serious <laughs> i know i don't think too far ahead you know what yeah. i mean i've always kind of been like that since i was young and it's and it's kind of left me in this kind of just like boyish, like we're, just, we're having, yeah, boyish K-hole of us having fun and doing this rock and roll thing. Um, it's probably smart to think ahead. And as I gotten older, you're doing that business-wise with what you're, you know, got going on as an older person financially. But I think we really enjoy the moment, you know what I mean, and, and see what happens. And we've learned you you never know what the what the fuck's gonna happen. Things come out of left field all the time, and and it can change the shit right away you know what i mean and and we've actually overcome a lot of those things that have probably that would have killed most bands you know what i mean or at least seize them to continue on um i don't know i think it's just the the moment we wrap ourselves in and and the fun we have is like it's gonna it's gonna come to an end eventually but i think we're not really looking to it you know what i'm saying it's just like we're just i'm perplexed man how the fuck do i end that song see? I know, you've I've, I've been losing sleep over it. I, I've dodged a question big time. <laughs> yeah. Solo albums are going to be out next week. Um, <laughs> I'm serious, though. No, he is serious. We, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, we had uh, we had a chat, uh, finally, to end this. We had a chat, um, a big chat about you guys on, the, on our podcast. And um, we ended kind of going, when are Deftones better? When was the, the Deftones period the best live period ever? Um because I think the consistency of you guys as a live act, like it's always been great, alive, like some of the best gigs I've ever seen. Um, but now every time I see you guys, it is on point every time. Um, best ever show you've done in the UK, 
they get one each to kind of end this argument. My memory is really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Cool. Top of the pops, 2012, 2011. Top of the pops. I'm sorry, it was 2007. Top of the pops, yeah. 2007, top of the pops. That's the best. Phenomenal. Our our live performance was (laughs) It was so live. Yeah. Was that like a big th- like on, in, all, in all honesty? Because this is the thing. Your nan always go, "Oh, you're not a proper band unless you've been on top of the pops in the year." We've never been. That's the thing. We've never been on. But you went on top of the pops. Oh, and if you, but he's, don't he's you don't you lip sync? Well, on? yeah, you can. Yeah, you do. But um, I mean, I'd, what's that place that you used I'm to perplexed? I don't know. What's that one place we used to play at? Hmm? Astoria. The Astoria. Yeah. The now that now it's a tube station or yeah, a, yeah. a parking garage. Those were great shows then. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, Man, you got the better memory. Um, uh, yes, right now I'm trying to figure out how to end that damn song, but uh, <laughs> gotta play it tonight too. No, I, I, I would say like the first, probably the first time's coming over, you know. But um, we used to do extensive UK tours as well. Yeah, you know, through all throughout, and we, you know, Cardiff and the pyramids, and like you know, Portsmouth Pyramid Center would yeah. be my. Was my that Portsmouth? Pick. I, I went. We're not Cardiff. Whoops. Yeah, Portsmouth Pyramid Center. Whoops. Wow, and they pulled out a good one. Yeah. Yeah, but I fucked it up. <laughs> no, no, Wrong but, city. That was that would be my pick as the best. The pyramids, pyramids. Is that the place with the water slide in it? With Wilhaven, yeah. Yeah, that would be the one. That tour was that was a great that was, that was a great that run was though a too, great, man. That was an incredible thing to see. So, um, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, and well, if you guys too. don't have one, I'm going to treat that as the answer. There you go. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, gents, have a good show tonight. Thanks Thank very you. much for talking to yeah, us. Yeah, no, it's been a what pleasure. a pleasure. Thank you Lovely. so much. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, good. Cheers, guys. Cheers. That's it. Cheers. Back at you. So there you have it, Steve, in conversation with Abe and Frank from Deftones. I'm a big fan of hearing him sound flustered. It's quite amusing. Totally one-off. I've never heard him like that before. Awesome. So there you go. Don't forget, if you are a Deftones fan, which should be absolutely every single one of you with fully functioning ears, you can get a full six-hour-plus special on Deftones available at that'snotmetal.net. That is up for individual purchase. Or if you are, sub- or if you are a subscriber for £3 a month or £17 a year, you get full access to that special and all other specials that we have done over a hundred hours of the very best podcasts that we have ever put out and they are available right now. We will see you this coming Friday where we will be reviewing the new record from Papa Roach and a bunch of other really fucking cool bands. Um, some stuff that's going to fly under the radar with other people, but some really good releases out this week and you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud for that this coming Friday. Friday. Of course, that's not metal.net special next week is going to be the soundtrack of our life. But we'll explain more about that on Friday's podcast. I will see you then when hopefully I will not be feeling like a rather large bag of ass. Uh, I'll also see you on the YouTube channel as of tomorrow. YouTube.com forward slash that's not metal podcast. See you there. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 